Hey everybody, this is Don, aka Brigard, aka everybody's favorite barbarian slash champion of Asmodeus. At the top of this episode, I wanted to briefly discuss the difference between player versus character actions. There is a scene coming up where the boys have a choice prop before them. Because of their ability to cast powerful magics, is it alright for them to use those powers to help a young autistic woman fit into a world she feels isolated from? And that choice is played out where everyone played their character to the best of their ability. However, those feelings of trying to be helpful are all well and good in that context, in that world. We as humans in the 21st century know that such feelings can be a slippery slope into eugenics, and then it becomes a morality issue. Who are we to say what is fixed? What is normal? And what right do we have to root around and make every square peg fit into a round hole? And that's the rub. The actions our characters made were done in the best of intentions, but after looking at this scene again, we felt like maybe this could be an opportunity for a teaching moment. To say that some of our players are on the autism spectrum is a cop-out, and doesn't automatically make us the arbiter of what is the best option for everyone. We realize this, and we would never disrespect our audience to believe that we felt that way. But one thing I really, truly love about this podcast is how in this very scene, suddenly this high magic hack and slash fantasy turned into something else. It turned into a place where we would be confronted with difficult decisions. Impossible, no-win scenarios sometimes. And while we certainly don't have the perfect answer for all of these, getting the chance to be in this situation gives a level of realism and earnestness that I attribute to the best parts of good fiction. Real choices, real consequences. So, if you have any opinion on these choices made or would simply like to join in a discussion of this topic and have your voice heard, we welcome you to join our Discord. Let's talk. I, for one, would love to hear what you all think. And without further ado, here is Dustrous. Welcome to Dustrous. Keep your DOS rolling, your hit points counted, and your magic flowing. Buckle up, travelers. You're in for a ride. Welcome to Dustrous, a high fantasy, high magic, homebrew world in the Pathfinder system with custom magic rules. This and Eldritch Dream Games production is made possible by our patrons, Tim Demuse, Wesley Sullivan, Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, and Robin Mims. We encourage you to stick around after this story to hear about the great projects these people are working on. But for now, let's get to today's episode. So, Russell and Brigard had a basket full of food and uh, were trying to figure out how to help rectify the Iva situation. Mm -hmm. Rick is studying because that's what Rick does. Also because he doesn't like people and doesn't want to talk to them. I'm allergic to the sun, blah, blah, blah. And he makes no comment about it. I see how it is. See, now he doesn't even want to talk to us. Mm -hmm. Good job muting yourself. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? Y'all are doing things that Rick is not a part of. I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) No, I, I, I was summarizing and I said, you know, they were doing this and then I was like and Rick is studying because he doesn't like to talk to people 
and you didn't comment. And I said, see, he doesn't even like to talk to us. <laughs> Very method actor of you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, you just okay break there? yourself? No. Break yourself. Just a little giggle. Do we get to know what this giggle is for, or should we just... Because of the awkward silence. Oh, okay. Everybody be awkwardly silent some more. (laughs) All right. So, are y'all going to look for Iva or Travis, or are y'all going to go meet up with Rick? What are y'all going to do? Uh, I said we meet up with Rick. We have a, a good thing. If we go out looking for Travis, we're going to be out of town. I'd rather not leave town unless we're all together. Iva stuff, I think I want to talk to Travis before promising Iva this, this way out without speaking to Travis first. Is it, uh, are we approaching duskish or? Um, it's, it's still early afternoon, but like, I mean, that doesn't, he's not, he doesn't sleep, so it's not like you're going to disturb his rest or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess we'll head over towards Rick's. Mm-hmm. All right. So when y'all get to Rick's house, there are still some workers. Uh, they've finished the downstairs windows now. They're working on the upstairs windows. But when you knock on the door, it is not Rick that comes to answer. It is Vari. Oh. She will open the door and kind of look at y'all and be like, oh, hey. Hey, Vari. Out of character moment here. Vari is Ivara, right? The yes. tavern owner. Okay. Excellent. Were you displaced from the fire? Did you live in your inn? Well, I mean, yeah, I lived in the inn, but... My family has the whole, like, mayor's mansion and stuff. Uh, staying here so Drawlick doesn't bother me. Has Rick been good company for you? <laughs> Rick's not really staying here right now so much. Uh, he's here in the evenings, but uh, he's mostly staying over at Gab's place. But, yeah, I would say he's pretty good entertainment when he's around. Well, is he in at the moment? <laughs> Nah, he's over at Gav's. Gav doesn't really let him out to roam much during the daytime. Excellent. So that's, uh, I, yeah, I take it Gav is the one who, uh, helped him out? I don't know that I'm supposed to comment on all that. Hmm. I just Fair know enough. that, uh, Rick's letting me live in the basement right now. So. Fair enough. I, I, not mean to pry, just curiosity. But uh, it, I, 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 I could tell you that Gav's played the good little vampire daddy. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, y'all can look for him there, or you can come in, hang out until he gets here, whatever. Uh, Brigard would want to go in and see what kind of effect um, those new windows have on the inside. <laughs> He's fascinated by it. Uh, yeah, it is much darker inside. Uh much like Gav's house, the uh, the windows filter out most of the light. Uh, 
here in the downstairs. There's some light from around the stairwell where they're pulled out the windows upstairs and are replacing those. And it would seem that all the lanterns and brighter styles of lighting that were in the house previously have been removed and they've been replaced with candles and candelabras and things of that nature. In that case, once they step in, assuming the light dress lowers that much, uh, Russell will go ahead and cast dark vision on himself. Okay. That way he stands a chance. (laughs) I mean, the the candles are lit. It's not like it's absolutely dark. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, no no bright sources of light at all. He's going to stop and as Brigard's investigating the windows, he'll turn to Ivari and be like, uh, Rumor had it you was, uh, you were hurt pretty bad in the fire. Uh, I was, what the hell? I was transformed in order to escape the fire. Uh, Mal's given me a little amulet to help me look like myself when dealing with the public. And she will kind of hold up an amulet from around her neck and dangle it. Ah, I see. And he'll... I'll do a quick detect magic on it, even, just to get a good look at it. It it is uh, definitely magic, and if you concentrate on it, it's a transmutation. I see. Well, um, well, frankly, I'm glad I got to see you in person. I was going to uh, I was going to extend an offer of some help. I'm not quite sure if uh, Lila was going to communicate it quite how I wanted, but. Uh, did you meet my little sister? Yes, uh, she was a. Uh, how can I put it? Don't get me wrong. She takes her role of a drow matron seriously. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was looking for. <laughs> Much more seriously now that you're not helping her out of a slaver ship, but understandable, I suppose. With what what reading I've done, anyway. She's a young girl with big dreams and ideas, and uh, I'm not sure how long she will stay in Hill Point once she's grown. Do you also worship under the Angels of Vengeance? No, no. Uh, I think she took to them because they represent, uh, well, besides being Agents of Vengeance, they are females that uh, were being held back because of their gender and proved that they could rise above that. Well, hell, good on them. So, uh, yeah, she she likes them pretty well. But yeah, if you want her to play nice, you have to talk to her when Dravik's home. Ah, that's the secret. <laughs> uh, she still pretends to be the sweet little sister for him. Mm. Because it Mostly because it keeps him wrapped around her finger, but, you know. I'd prefer not pretend, period. Don't get me wrong. I was just... Well, frankly, she had me fooled. (laughs) (laughs) She has a lot of people fooled. Uh, She very much wants to be back in a society that uh, conforms to her notions. Uh, Let's just say she's not adaptable. Teach her own as long as you're not getting in the way of someone else's own. That was beautiful, Russell. 
If she suddenly starts playing nice, don't trust her. That's when you get worried. That's when you get worried. I, I had a friend like that. Because she will wrap you around that little finger of hers quicker and shit to get what she wants. Like I say, y'all are welcome to hang out here if you want to hang out and wait on Rick. Uh, or you can go knocking on Gav's door. He's going to look towards Brigard. He'll be like, I'll be perfectly frank, Brigard. I am. Um, I'm not going to go knocking down doors looking for Rick. <laughs> I'm going to leave that call up to you. Why, why are you being frank now? Do you no longer want to be called Russell? No, I apologize. Oh, that, okay. that one's, on, one's on me. I'm not 100% sure that Rick's still not trying to hit me. So, I'm not going to go looking for him. If you want to, I most certainly will back you up. Uh, no, uh, I won't do that. And uh, he'll call out, Russell, or, whoops, I need a drink. <laughs> Rick, uh, and he'll kind of uh, stomp his feet on the ground. You assume he's skulking in the basement. He, he's not here, Brigid. He's at Gav's. I completely mis- misread that. Yeah, my bad. I'm, I'm trying to take more notes, and I'm like, or- I went and started organizing my <laughs> notes, and I'm like, I have Gavin. I like literally have Gavin here. They're just starting to bleed back into each other. My <laughs> my my nice, neat note taking skills have kind of turned to shit over the last few weeks. I'm sorry. Um, I'm useless. Uh, it's okay. All my notes say is Gavin Vance, Merchants Guild, Vampire Daddy. <laughs> yeah, I do have. I put Vamp Daddy because I thought that'd be a nice T-shirt. Why don't we simplify this just a little bit, boys? Uh, Darlene is in the kitchen. Why don't you go have a cup of tea with her and I will go see about fetching Rick. Be much appreciated. She'll point point the way to the kitchen and she will turn around and walk out. And uh, yeah, uh, Lena is sitting at the kitchen table with a cup of tea and there's another cup sitting there where obviously Vari had been sitting with her. And she just kind of looks at y'all and she's like, so, uh, did you come to try to pick another fight with me, or are we good? What's up here? Oh, Darlene. Okay, Darlena. Okay. Russell just kind of shrug his shoulders and be like, well, no. Our, um, we found out that the person who had taken our friend's body and wasn't bothering to tell us where it was was, in fact, our friend. So, I believe we're square. Good enough. Have a seat. I'll grab some more cups. And, uh, like, you want to notice that, that she's, she's pretty much acting like she belongs here. So, uh, uh yeah. Uh, hmm. Uh, it's not really, in D&D, I would say, oh, I'd like to do an insight check to see if, how familiar she is with this home in particular. Uh, sense motive or perception, either one. Yeah, huh? I think I'll do. Yeah, I think I'll do perception. It's about. I think it's about the same, anyways. My sense motive, but just like you know that thing where you go somewhere and you don't know where anything is in any of the cupboards, sort of thing. Right. Okay, it's a twenty-two. Twenty-five. No, she knows what she's doing. She knows where everything's at. You would you would think she was in her own kitchen. Hmm. You certainly learned the layout of this home pretty quickly. 
she kind of shrug her shoulders and be like, uh, well, Vari's living here now. Vari's my best friend. So you, you, you understand best friend, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what train of thought Don had about 45 <laughs> seconds ago asking that. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm not hungry. I ate, so I, I think I'm just brain fog. Yes, I understand. Russell and Rick are my best friends. Right. So I've been hanging out here a lot because Bari's living here. Got it. And, you know, our favorite little vamp boy doesn't really need the kitchen. Yeah. That's a... Hmm. Oh, well. Russell's going to let it slide. Mr. Rick. Hi. There will come a knock on the library door. And the servant man that uh, works Gab's house through the day will pop his head in. Um, sir. Yeah? Miss Silvari is here to see you. Okay. And I'll put the book down and I'll go out. Like, she'll be standing there in the hallway, kind of leaned against the wall. When you walk out, she'll just kind of grin at you and say, Hey, hot stuff, you got guests. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, kind of like, look around. Not here. here at your house. Your friends are over. They're waiting on you. All right. I'll... Uh, Cast Dimension Door. All right. So where are you landing? Uh, basement. All right. Because I don't know about the windows yet. Right. Um, so you land in the basement and then what? Look around, see that they're not down there. Right. Climb up the wall, knock on the ceiling. Down here, dumbasses. Guys, make perception checks. Ah, 13. 22. Nice. Okay, so Burger doesn't really notice it. With the construction going on and stuff, there's lots of noises. Uh, but Russell will realize that this particular banging came from the floorboards. He'll take a moment, take another sip of his tea. Knock and reply. Russell? Was there a bug? Now, Brigard, Rick was knocking on the basement ceiling, a.k.a. the kitchen floor. He's downstairs. Ah. Uh, So, uh, Brigard will stomp his feet twice. (laughs) He's going to stop, look around, and look to Lena and be like, I um, I assume the windows were a surprise then? Uh... I'm going to take a wild guess that maybe Vari didn't tell him she was having it done. Fair enough. He he made the mistake of saying a very simple phrase to Vari. Make yourself at home. Oh. This is going to be the funnest set of neighbors to ever have, ever. <laughs> and I'm the person running a gambling hall in a brothel. 
can uh, you can tell him about it if you want, or you can wait and see his face no, when he comes up. Not at all. <laughs> and uh, she'll kind of stop on the floor and yell down, um, "Rick, get your ass up here!" Ah. Uh. Come on, kid. I only shot out a couple of the windows. You can dodge him. <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna... Uh, I'm gonna send out uh, Deju uh, upstairs. And if he doesn't report back with like a, a feeling of unease due to sunlight, I'll go up. Yep, he seems fine. Okay, so I'll go upstairs. And it is dark in your house. Uh, Look around. I, I, I imagine it's quickly apparent as to why. Yes, the windows have been replaced and all the larger lanterns and, and things have been replaced with candles and such. Hmm. Um, they're still working on the second floor. Don't, don't go venturing too far just yet. Gotcha. I was wondering why I picked up so many living folk. What were you picking up, Rick? Living people. I can sense them. And I'll point at the exact places that people are standing above us. I'm glad you said above us and just didn't leave it at pointing at people because I know where I'm at. I can sense living people too. There is Russell right there. (laughs) (laughs) And Lena and, oh, not Rick. Uh... (laughs) How was your studying? Did you were you able to glean any more information? Uh, I don't know. DM was I? Uh, you have read about some basic binding rituals that can be performed. Um, they're not. You don't know specifically necessarily because uh, it is stated that they vary based on the creature you're planning to summon. Okay. Uh, how what certain things to do um, and they do seem to be related in some sense to alchemy though so you know who to ask about this a bit not uh not an expert just yet is uh, Rick wearing his mask no I think he's got it with him it's probably hanging off of his hip oh uh he'll uh I'm an idiot. Brigitte's going to point at the mask. I too am carrying something now. I, I'm unable to create water, so I have to carry water skins now. Well, if you got God spells, you gave up something. Yes, that was my thinking too. I'm quite excited. I was telling Russell it feels as if we just left Fort Feshna again and I have a new set of abilities to practice in train with well if it it's not going to be as fast but I walk over to the, into the kitchen and just pull out like a towel and I enchant it with the dampening I, I clean it and I enchant it with the dampening ability of prestidigitation and I toss it at Brickard you can just ring that out okay and he'll ring out water and it just keeps going. There's not a lot, but it just water keeps going. just dr- starts dripping out of this towel all over the table and the floor. Rigged, rigged, do it over a bowl or something or the water skin. You know, not my floor. 
I'm sorry, Rick. It's a new, it's a new, new world. I figured out that uh, we can amp into uh, into the items some of the uh, weaker spells, ones that don't take up our life force to begin with. Oh, oh, hell! That I'm gonna have to play with. And it would probably be about this time Vari would come back in the house and just resume her seat next to Darlena with her tea. <laughs> he'll, he'll give her a little bit of a side eye, but not say anything. But one thing to take note of, and I'll put the mask on, and he points at the at the uh, rag and says, it'll make you light up. Then again, so do the others. And He'll take note of any magic items anyone's wearing. Um, at the moment, he doesn't. Or, or well, um, well, no, Rick's got, um, he's got some imbued items and some bullets and such. Uh, would I be able to tell the difference between an enchanted and an imbued item? Yes. Um, and of course, Ilvari's amulet lights up, but you expect that. Uh, yeah, everything basically Rigard owns is magic at this point, so he'd, he'd glow like he was radioactive. Uh, armor, weapons, he's, he was, when we left, well, last night before the drinking, I remember we said that, uh, we were prepared to go out before all that stuff was going to happen, so he's, he's still fully geared up. So, y'all wanted to see me? Yes, we wanted to catch you up on uh, the leads that we had. We spoke around town and we got well, a couple ideas. Okay. And uh, he will, Brigitte will go through and everything we revealed last episode so as to speed this along and not hash it out, rehash it out too much. Is that cool? That is totally up to y'all. I was going to say just a, a montage of Russell and uh, Brigard saying something, then one of them chipping in a little bit of information. So, Rick, yeah. when they start telling you about Iva, I would like you to make an intelligence check. Just a straight intelligence check? Just a straight intelligence check. Uh, come here, my character sheet. Oh no, Terax. Check is a 20 dirty. Um, it sounds to you like this girl is autistic, which is something that has been in the media a lot during your day and age. Mm, sounds like she has autism. Yes, the butterflies, they were they were quite beautiful. She is very artistic. Oh, well, I guess that works too. Anyway, <laughs> it's uh, damn, thought I got you with that one. It, it's it's not that big. Uh, it's a uh, mental effect. Uh, people are born with it. Have you dealt with it much in in your time? Do you know? Do you know how we can help? her navigate this world and help us reach her don't know anybody that's on the heavy end of the spectrum 
but uh, it can be tough from what I understand. Uh, I might have some insights uh, based off of that role, but um, I might have some little insights, but nothing that without interacting with her to some degree that I can call to mind. And you say this was a, a common thing in your time? It's something that's being learned more about when I, when I left, at least. Would Carlina know more? Could she be another resource we could use to help learn more about her? Not likely. Like, she was around, what, 10 years before me? It was around, don't get me wrong, but, you know, not a lot of people talking about it. It was kind of looked down on, not understood. A lot of bad shit going around about it. False information, misunderstanding, you name it. It only, goes, it only gets worse. You go back a couple hundred years or hundred years or so, give or take. Yeah, you probably didn't even know what it was back then. There was, there was talks of differentiating various mental disabilities, but the word, was it autism? Yeah. That's not one I read in any medical journals. Y'all got schizophrenics back then? Yeah, there were, there were a lot of people going around saying that was broken up into different things, but the blanket term? Yeah, same thing. Well, they're not the same thing, but blanket term. Yeah. And they were putting, they were trying to break them down into different things, and then not too long ago, they kind of put them all back together and spectrumized it, or spectralized. Whatever. Where is Rick standing during this conversation? Probably by the drawer where he pulled the rag. So, as you're talking, Avari is going to get up and come up behind you and put her hands on your shoulders and lean in and be, uh, whisper in your ear, and she's like, maybe if it's something wrong with her mind, what you need is someone who can do psychic surgery. And then she'll turn around and, and look at Lena and say, Come on, we're leaving. And Lena will get up and they will descend down into the basement. Okay. Like, can I make a sense motive? Like, are they, they're leaving. Are they going down to the basement to like leave us alone? Or are they going like and going to poof like I did? Uh, no, they're just, they're just going back to their girl talk. Oh, okay. It's not as much fun to talk about you when you're in the room. Oh, well, shit. He says, reading his spell list. So, Russell, how strong of a spell can you crank out now with your phantom self? Well, with Joe's help and a little bit of prep work, um, I don't know the technical way of putting it, I suppose, but more than a few of my... Uh, I'm kind of starting to find caps that aren't with me casting, but with the particular path of energy I'm taking, a.k.a. classes that are six-level spells. Russell, Russell can cast with little difficulty if he's got prep. And higher with with more prep even. I got that with some of them. I kind of started working out a level system. Well, if you won't mind me stepping on your toes, you uh, mind if I take a peek upstairs real quick and we'll talk on the same terms? Uh, Rick can't go upstairs until the windows are finished. You can try, but I don't know if it'll work. Let's give it a go. Nope. The tech thoughts is not... Oh, yes, it is. Crap. It is. 
Yeah, Russell's gonna try and cast the tech thoughts and it'll watershed off of you. Give me give me one more try. I think I have a better idea. And I'm going to walk up to him and I'm gonna place my hand on his head and I'll cast share memory and I'll impart upon him the concept of spell levels as I as I pulled them. Well you put it that way. Um bringing Brigger back was a seventh level. And um, I could probably go one higher and really lucky with some prep, maybe two higher than that. But um, yeah, so I guess if you, uh, you gave me enough time and maybe made sure Brigger was on hand just in case, um, eighth, ninth level. Oh, I think we're looking for a, a psychic spell off the list. It's called psychic surgery. It takes a long time to cast, but it can fix people's minds. I can probably make that work. So I'm uh hell. These these brackets kind of uh they're how much they eat out of us. <laughs> yeah. Must be Russell closed his eyes and kind of mentally mapped through the idea of a spell to repair mental damage and whatnot, a.k.a. Google. And <laughs> <laughs> he'll stop and go, yeah, I'll need to, uh, I'll need to do a little bit of prep work before I can do it. But, um, yeah, I think I can make at least make a go of it. Um, in in all my uh, studying for uh, rituals and and whatnot, uh, would I have figured out how to spread the load of spellcasting at all? No. Okay. Now you know somebody who you have personally seen be able to do this. If you want to ask questions about it. Okay. I got a few questions to go ask. Might be able to help with this whole thing I'll be back and he'll dimension door back to Gab's house okay Okay. Uh, what does dimension door look like or your dimension door I guess I should ask just for flavor's sake for um like I think when he casts it this just like this this ring of like swarm of bats swarm of bats no it's not a swarm of bats that's what (laughs) Swarm form is for, no, uh, like this ring of uh, grayish energy just kind of echoes around him and just he vanishes very quickly. Okay. But uh, before you cast the spell, mm-hmm. would you like a chance to remember that Gav's not at home through the day? I know, but I could get to him from there. And it might be quicker to just go there, but okay. Yes, and appear in his... Or I guess I can show up in the closet. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. I'll listen as... Or, actually, I'll detect. Is there anyone in the room? No. living. Okay, I'll open the thing. So, yeah, he's he'll be sitting there at the desk. So, I got a question for you. All right, shoot. All right, so when we did the thing to, to make Deju... Uh, my familiar. We, uh, you knew how to spread out the load of magic. How do you do that? Uh, ritual casting. It's 
what you're asking about. Yeah. It requires a, a circle that uh, everybody can pour their piece of the energy into, their life force into, that right. channels it all into one spell. Is there a way to make it uneven where one gives more and others give less or is that dependent on the caster well to be honest with you i've only ever done this with other people who don't have to worry about that okay so you got any reading material on how to do this uh might be some in the library don't know can you do it with normal spells? If three of us wanted to come together and cast Fireball, for example. It, the spell that, that you're creating depends on the arcane writings within the circle. All right. Can you... Does it have to be arcane magic? Uh, it's not about the type of magic. It's about the, the lettering. Okay. There's a... I guess you would call it magical language, but it's not a spoken thing. It's a, a written thing. And we're trying to cast a spell that's going to put Russell pretty low down. And well, I don't particularly care that much. It got me to thinking this might be a good way to figure something out. Okay, so... If you want to get me specifics on the spell? Psychic surgery. Yeah, I'm not a psychic. That doesn't help. Um, if he can write it out in a series of symbols that make sense to him, we can use this circle in the basement. I can insert these symbols and we can try it that way. Okay. Uh, who are we doing surgery on? Iva, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, how do you intend to get her in the basement? I mean, technically, like I said, we don't even necessarily have to do this. I was just trying to figure it out. But you said if he can figure out the lettering, it has to make sense to him. So how do we determine, if I have a spell I want to cast, how do we determine the lettering? In the library, second bookshelf, third row, you you should find a book there with uh, teaches lettering and symbols for different aspects of the magic. All right. I'll look into that. Thanks. That's what I'm here for. And I'll teleport to the library or dimension door to the library. I'm not okay. going to spend fucking 50 hit points just to go to the library. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then find it. Wait a minute. Go back home. All right. So what are you two doing at the table while Rick has <laughs> vanished? Russell's actually going to stop and take a minute and uh, pull out a few gold coins Russell's sitting down and uh, preparing uh, a coin of telepathy and a coin of false life. And I'll both take him about a minute to 
put together without any apparent hit point loss after the time. All right. Rigard, what are you doing? Just drinking your tea? Uh, yeah, he's going to be drinking tea, uh, staying hydrated, taking a pull from his water skin every now and then because he's, it's only been a, it's, it's been a couple hours, but uh, he's, he knows the, uh, he knows he needs to stay hydrated. But um, as, as he's sitting there and he's watching uh, Russell do his thing with the spells, he's going to kind of sit back and uh, rub his hands, run it, run a hand over his face. And uh, just thinking about all the magic that he's been seeing and all the magic that he's got unlocked. And uh, after a moment, he's going to realize he's going to put his hand and uh, it's going to get it's going to snag. And uh, he just cast on himself Iron Beard. All right. And uh, all of a sudden he's got a, a brushy beard of stiff iron has erupted from my face. And uh, he's just like, Russell, look, I, I never had this spell before. Is that Brigger? <laughs> and he's going to be a little uh, it, it does make it a little difficult to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Russell's just going to chuckle and nod his head and be like, does it, uh, does it do anything else other than make your your beard metal? Well, I don't know how to flavor say I have a plus one armor bonus to AC, but uh, it, I imagine it'd be harder for someone to stab me in the <laughs> chest. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, and he's like, it's not a bad look, right? You know, it really ain't. Then uh, after uh, four minutes, it's uh, it's going to just blink out. He's <laughs> just going to kind of chuckle to himself. Uh, figuring out this these new abilities. While Russell's having that conversation with Brigard, he's going to go into the back of his mind and be like, uh, Drew, I was wondering if you could help me out with something. Sure. What's up? Maybe not your particular area of expertise, but I'm I'm looking at performing psychic surgery on a girl here. I'm I'm sure you've been listening. Um, yeah. I was just wondering if uh, maybe you knew something that would, I don't know. I'm confident I can do the spell. I'm really not that worried about it. I'm, I'm wondering where there's a line. I'm about to go in and really fiddle with someone's head. I was wondering if there um, might. You're talking the about time. morals and ethics there, dear. Well, no, I'm, I'm more talking about diminishing returns. Because I'm, I'm seeing this as a bit like ironing a clean shirt. And eventually, you're just going to lose all its character if you take too many wrinkles and bumps out of a thing. Um, when the time comes, I was hoping if you don't mind riding shotgun, if uh, you can maybe help me figure out where the right point to stop is so I can help this kid out and not destroy her personality. So I'm more than yeah, a little worried um, about that. AKA, I want to use her once a day plus 20 to a knowledge check for knowledge psychonics. Yeah. Uh, I, of course, I'll help. Uh, my personal suggestion, and this is just a suggestion, mind you. Uh, you're free to do as you wish, but 
my personal suggestion would be just do enough to allow her to communicate with the world. Not, not so much as to change her. Excellent. Well, when the time comes, if you, uh, if you don't mind helping me keep an eye out for that point, because it'll <laughs> my first time doing brain surgery. First time for everything. Yeah. I'm sure you'll have no issue. I have faith in you. That makes exactly one of us. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, if you if you figure out some kind of surgery to you know make people a little smarter, hmm? your friend over there seems like he might need a little bit of help. Yeah. I don't think he even completely knew what was going on with that drow girl. I'm pretty sure he did it. Well, frankly, I'm going to make sure the sword's well in place before I even offer such an opportunity. <laughs> I mean, he seems like a sweet guy. Don't get me wrong. The very best of them. That's what scares me about this whole mess. But uh, he seems like he might be a little easy to take advantage of. And uh, Burger's going to say, Hey, Russell, look, my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, look, my tongue, it's honey color. <laughs> He's shouting this, looking at a reflection of himself. Can you do this, who? <laughs> what up? I'm a what? fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is beautiful. <laughs> I take it you cast honey tongue? <laughs> Apparently. I think I can be more persuasive. You might need to tell him to put his tongue back in his mouth if that's going to work. Yeah, um, you're going to gonna want to rely more on the speaking end of it. But, um, you know, um, he's going to stop and think and be like, Actually, Brigard, I think without a bit of extra work, I think you've got me on that one. What do you mean? I don't think I can cast it. I mean... In one way, I guess I've been casting it my whole life, but... Did it make you sound like this, too? No. No, it did not, Brigid. <laughs> you know, I'm sure if you gave it a try, you could, uh... You could maybe, uh, just calm down, enjoy the taste of the honey, and just speak normally. Let it... Just let the words flow. Normal. Let... 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 That was... That was... That was very strange, Russell. I, I'm, a, I'm a little, I'm a little. To be honest, I'm a little frightened of these abilities. What if, what if they emerge unbidden? I was, I was just, you know, thinking about conversations and, you know, working out deals and the way you and Rick and convince. Well, you convince me of a, a lot of things, but the way you hold conversations, it's. Just it was fascinating to me, and then all of a sudden, I my mouth. Someone having a honey tongue is a way of saying they're good with words. I I definitely tasted the honey. <laughs> so Rick, you will probably pop back in about this time. Is that the sound Dimension Door makes? I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hold up a book. I think I found out a way for us to even this out a bit, make it easier. 
I was going to say, I'm all, I'm all for the casting. I mean, I got the two of you. If things go south, you know, Brigger can get me healed back up. And a bit of false life, I can, I can take the hit and manage it fairly well. Fair enough. I'll put the book away. <laughs> I'd be interested using, in it. I'd be interested in endurance. I could, yeah. Um, I've really just been leaning on a uh, false life for the most part, but uh, I could. Uh, I do want to experiment with that at some point if we get the opportunity. However, I am. Um, with what we can do now with spells, if we manage to share the load between them, that could get pretty scary. My best guess is it's not something we can do usefully, not something we can pull out in combat. But if we could imbue or enchant with it. Maybe. So, but yeah, no, I can, I, he, he holds up a couple of coins. He's like, I, I found these. We should be, uh, I should be good to go. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll pick up like a piece of silverware or something and I'll put Bear's Endurance on it and I'll toss it at him. You know, reach up and catch it. Thank you. I'll put his magical spoon in his vest pocket. Well, while you're doing that, if uh, if you don't mind, I have something I want to do for myself. And he'll sit down and he'll start casting. Fair enough. I need you to be describing this casting, please. I will be casting uh, Eagle Splendor on myself. And then waiting. And then casting Greater False Life on myself. And then waiting. And then I will be casting Form of the Exotic Dragon 3 on my clothes for imbuement. Okay. Well, you are a splendid exotic dragon eagle, I guess. Like, I love that y'all are sitting here casting these spells, working on stuff, and Brigard's over there just like, what else can I make my tongue do? <laughs> <laughs> what else can my body do? What that tongue do? Well, <laughs> the question of why am I not having to give anyone back rubs hasn't come up yet. Yeah. Well, he's distracted by his tongue. Yeah. Right after uh, charging his clothes, uh, Rick could certainly uh, benefit from an inflict spell or a harm spell, but uh, he he will eventually be okay. Oof. But, uh, made me a sense motive, Russell, because I rolled really badly. It's gonna be a uh, 23. No, never mind. You don't notice shit. Okay. Holy fuck, what's your bluff? Plus 22. Damn. Yeah, I I didn't think it was that high either at first. I, but apparently I it is. Oh, and plus I'm Eagle Splendored, so it's even higher. I didn't even think about that. I, I would like to be that good at lying, please. Alright guys, so what are y'all doing? Once he's got his growing iron beards. <laughs> and honeyed tongues. I have a specific set of skills. <laughs> very, very specific set of skills. 
I will mm-hmm. find you. Then I will beat you with my beard and lick you. <laughs> 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 then you will be bruised and sticky. The hell are you drinking tonight, Brian? <laughs> that, uh, that might have been the uh, second fortified cider I've been drinking this evening. When it, when it looks like everybody else is getting ready to uh, do something, uh, Rick will cast uh, both Protective Penumbra and Disguise Self on himself. Okay. Do you want to explain what those are for those of us who don't know what the hell that means? So Protective Penumbra is going to keep me from dying in the sun, and Disguise Self is going to make me not look like I have Protective Penumbra on. Sure you don't want to cast that on the mask too? So it looks like you're not wearing that mask in public? No, I'm exact I, I am going to be wearing the mask. He doesn't he doesn't mind looking like he's him or or letting people know that he's there at the moment. He just doesn't want to look like he has shadows actively <laughs> sure. swallowing him. It was more of a joke about you wearing that mask in public than anything. Oh. No, you don't wear the mask in public. As y'all get ready, to, as, as y'all are getting ready to go and, and start to head towards the door, uh, Vari will come bounding up the stairs, and she's like, uh, "You out of here for now, or we've got a job to finish?" All right, do you plan to be back here tonight, or, or no? Yeah, I've still got more to do. All right, see you tonight then. All right, I'm gonna roll a sense motive. Yeah, That's someone's, someone's Russell. <laughs> but it's probably not enough. But um, 18. Uh, 26 for Russell. Trying to read some subtext. Burger doesn't care. <laughs> um, yeah, Rick, everything seems perfectly natural to you. These are normal questions. What's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, what's wrong with you? Yeah, uh, Russell, she is certainly trying to ferret out when he's going to be back, if he's coming back by himself. Okay. <laughs> such things. Russell just kind of keep that to himself. Decide whether or not he's going to get Burger to go drink at Rick's place tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Russell's mean. He's not evil. <laughs> but yeah, he'll, um, after all his magical accoutrement is put together and whatnot, he'll grab the most important item being the picnic basket. Alrighty. <laughs> like, well, are we ready? Make make a ploy at holding the picnic basket up heroically. Uh, Rick will apprehensively, since this is his first time doing it, he'll like open the door and like stick his hand into the sunlight. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Good. Um, best hint we could figure was... Um, Pretty much, Mal Mal gets to talk to her on a, on a well somewhat regular basis with little difficulty. It's it's all about how you approach it. Just uh, be the uh, the most polite, you know. I guess not. I don't know what's the right word I'm looking for. Heck, I just realized I was about to ask Brigard what the right word was. <laughs> <laughs> What are you on about? When it comes to uh, working with uh, Iva, she uh, if you if you if you bow and scrape a bit, apparently it helps helps her 
see and communicate with you. Okay. So she likes to be treated nicely. Exactly. I think it might be beyond that. I'm not sure from the description I got, but we'll play it by ear. All right. Russell, I guess Russell will lead the way towards the uh, the repair district. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Dusters Podcast. My name is Don. I'm the voice of Brigord. I'm the GM in the Starfinder Homebrew Adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting. And for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, the voice of Russell Clark, and I swear I'm not that much of an ass in real life. I just play one in podcast. In real life, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to saying that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning and uh, I kind of had Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? (laughs) (laughs) LCP D&D presents Odyssey. A musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And this is last call, so finish your drinks, and we'll see y'all next time.